The Jack Michael Show podcasts are brought to you by Fantasy Sports Paradise. Iowa Hawkeye fans might want to listen closer to the ears because the the great voice and the play-by-play voice of the the Hawkeyes joining us today, Gary Dolphin, as they get set to take on North Dakota State coming up this Saturday. Gary, Jack here. Good afternoon. Thanks for uh, taking some time for us today, Gary. Hi, Jack. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I, uh, I've spent a lot of time in North Dakota. Nobody knows about it, but uh, I'm a big uh, military history buff and Lewis, uh, Lewis and Clark and things like that. And I, I've been up to South Dakota and North Dakota a lot, and that's a great escape for me. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm doubly excited. Uh, I've, I've paid for a few hotel nights in Fargo, <laughs> Moorhead, so I'm, I'm doubly excited that you guys are uh, coming to Iowa City uh, uh, this weekend. It, it should be a great atmosphere. I know how you guys travel. I know Chris Kleiman uh, well from his days at Loris College. I live in Dubuque, so he was at Loris and at Northern Iowa. He's an Iowa guy, and uh, I know he's a North Dakota State guy now. But so I, I, I'm I'm all about uh, you know close to border uh, games contests like this. Uh, looking forward to it. That is pretty well stated right there, Gary. Because this this game really is one of those games where you have programs that have similar. Uh, fundamental thinking, let's put it that way. And then you mentioned Chris's ties to the great state of Iowa, and uh, there's going to be a lot of certainly pads pounding in this one, but I might say respectfully pads pounding in Saturday's game. No question. I mean, Chris uh, grew up in Waterloo, so he knows probably more about you and I uh, football than he, than, uh, uh, he cares to admit, but he also, uh, uh, that's 90 miles from Iowa City, and, and so uh, I, I know coaches – uh, admired what Kirk Ferentz has done, and and I can promise you that Kirk Ferentz has admired what uh, Craig Bowl and before him and now Chris ha- have done, uh, particularly in the last uh, five to ten years. It's uh, it really is uh, fun to see a school like North Dakota State uh, splash onto the national scene and not only get there but but hold hold serve. Uh, and it's it's not a one hit wonder when you're talking about the Bison and and. Uh, that's why I was honored to uh, have them come to Kinnick Stadium. We we know they travel well. Their fans are fanatic. It should be a phenomenal atmosphere. Kinnick Stadium always is one of the great atmospheres in college football, whether you're playing at 11 in the morning or 7 at night. And and, and I think, uh, you know, I've told people uh, th- this is a uh, a real true uh, test. I, I think that when, when I look at North Dakota State, I see, uh, I see several Big Ten teams. Uh, used to be the old Minnesota way. Uh, Minnesota's a little bit more spread now, but I see a lot of Illinois. I see a lot of what Wisconsin does. Uh, I see a lot of what Michigan State does in North Dakota State. And uh, and, and I would never call it a tune-up, but I almost call it a 10th Big Ten game because I think they they, they will better prepare Iowa for uh, the Big Ten ter- uh, conference that starts next week uh, uh, as well as anybody. So really, really, plus it's a heck of a football program. And you know, you can FCS, uh, the FBS, this thing to death, but everybody around here, uh, Jack, understands uh, uh, what the Iowa-Northern Iowa game has looked like the last three or four times, uh, with the exception of maybe one of those. And uh, quite honestly, you and I was right there at the end to win a couple of those. And If, 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 if there's one thing I can predict about Kirk Ferentz, he doesn't look past the guy down the street, let alone a quality program like North Dakota State, so it, it, it Iowa will be will be well prepared for this game on Saturday. That is uh, Gary Dolphin, play-by-play voice, uh, legendary a play-by-play voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, joining us today. And you mentioned, you know, and it's it's cute to talk FCS over FBS, or it used to be. Now it, it's becoming a little bit more of a reality. Now 
not so much maybe the upper echelon FBS versus the upper echelon or ranked FCS teams, Gary, but as I hear you talk, uh, you're going to say, that doesn't matter. This is a football game where that ball can bounce anyway. Iowa has everything to lose and nothing to gain on this kind of thing. So as as you weed through this, there's no question the respect is there from the Iowa Hawkeyes against North Dakota State. There have already been, what, I think seven FCS wins over FBS programs this year. Again, maybe not to the extent. Now, Northern Iowa had a nice win over Iowa State. South Dakota State, uh, our producer Chase, our brand manager, was down at that game. They gave TCU a scare. So I don't know what the pulse of the state is or the city is, Gary, heading in with North Dakota State coming in. I'd imagine they're pretty amped up. They're pretty amped up, and they're very respectful for what North Dakota State in particular has done. And that's why I bring up Northern Iowa. I look at that Northern Iowa program with Coach Farley, and uh, it, you know he operates very similarly to what uh, to what North Dakota State operates, and that is tough. You know, it starts in the trenches, and, and that's been a key to Iowa's start. Is they've had wonderful balance running to passing. They've had uh, a tremendous effort in the offensive line and the defensive line. They had seven pass breakups Saturday night against Iowa State, and four of them came from defensive linemen. So they're, they're getting great play out of their lines. But you know what? That's, uh, that's what, nine guys. And, and this all changed, Jack, at least in my view, when social media uh, became so popular a few years back. Uh, kids kids want to play. They want to go where they can play. And they also want to go where they can play and win. And, and all you have to do is look at North Dakota State's track record. When you, when you have great tradition and winning tradition, I, I don't care what you what the acronym is, FCS, FBS, or BS. Uh, kids are going to go where they can play. Uh, so, so they're not they're not as enamored with the uh, certainly if Alabama knocks on your door, or Southern Cal or Ohio State. Yeah, I get that. But but most of the uh, 130 uh, Division One schools aren't those three and a few others you can you can throw in there. And so when uh, uh, North Dakota State or an Iowa or or a Minnesota. Uh, or or a TCU uh, or or a Wyoming. I mean, pick pick a school, pick a Division one school, uh, or an FC, a good FCS school. Uh, I mean, Illinois State. Uh, I can name you a bunch of FCS schools that that are right there. When they come knocking on on these kids' doors, they they offer two things: a great education, and hey, oh by the way, you're going to play, and you're probably going to be on TV more often than not, and and that's what attracts these kids. Is, is as Gary Barta likes to call it, uh, who played quarterback there, the three-legged stool. It's the culture, it's the academics, and it's about the athletics. And, and North Dakota State takes a backseat to no one, uh, particularly in hockey and, and football. And there are ties. I, I uh, sent a message out. It was kind of a conversation with Gary Barta this week. Ties to North Dakota State. You mentioned Chris Kleiman's ties to the state of Iowa. Gene Taylor now uh, in Iowa uh, underneath uh, Gary. It, there's a lot of the, about the personnel, Gary, because I know time is short. Uh, there's a number of players we certainly can talk about uh, for the University of Iowa. You've got a senior receiver from Brandon, South Dakota. Uh, Matt Vandenberg, talk a little bit about that. And I know we can talk ground and pound with Iowa all day long, but I'm going to go to the perimeter here first and give us some insight on what uh, what makes Vandenberg tick. I appreciate you bringing up. Uh, first off, Gene Taylor, he'd kick me in the shin if I didn't if I didn't get a <laughs> a phony a phony plug in for him. Because in, in all seriousness, he's he's one of my favorite people. The day he stepped on campus, the first day I met him in Iowa City. I came away, uh, it was, uh, he had a little visit with Ed Podolak and I, and we walked away, I turned to Eddie and I said, you know what, I, I, it's pretty clear why North Dakota State is who they are today. 
because you are much more than football. You've, you've got great tradition in, in several of your programs. And I said, it's pretty obvious to see why that, that thing is uh, on fast forward. It's because of Gene Taylor and obviously the staff that he put together up there. Uh, but to your point about Matt Vandenberg, it's, it's ironic you bring him up because one of the first text messages we got Saturday night in the booth was uh, from Chad Greenway. Mm-hmm. who was down in uh, wherever they played, Tennessee, I think, on opening weekend. And, right. and, and all, all it was, how about that kid from South Dakota? How about let's stand up and yell for South Dakota? <laughs> so the old hog farmer from Mount Vernon was uh, <laughs> singing Matt Vandenberg's praises, too. And isn't it ironic that the only pass he dropped all night hit him right between the eight and the nine, and he was <laughs> most upset about that after the game. But uh, two things there, uh, Jackie. He's got great hands. Uh, he, he runs meticulous routes. And, oh, by the way, he's got a guy throwing the football that has as good a touch. Uh, not only can he make the long throws, uh, he's got a cannon for an arm, but he's got the best touch of any quarterback in the Kirk Ferentz era, I think, by far. I mean, he can just make all the throws, and he does it with uh, a depth and, and, and touch and, and, and grace. And So when you got a guy like C.J. Beathard, uh, if, you can, if you can keep him clean, if you can protect him and keep him on his feet, he's going to make those throws, but he's also going to throw the ball where nobody else but a Matt Vandenberg can go get it. And probably the thing I love about Matt, you know, he's, he's never been a big guy, uh, but but he, he reminds me of several slot receivers in the NFL who have played for 12 or 13 years, is he, he'll give up his body. I mean, he's not afraid to go across the middle. And if Iowa can ever uh, consistently find a, that, that elusive speed receiver or two on the outside that they've been uh, searching for for a few years – then that only makes guys like Matt Vandenberg uh, uh, more lethal. And, and yet to do what he's done here in the first two weeks is really off the charts. But you know what? He's a senior. Yep. Uh, he, he paid his dues. He walked on. Uh, took him a couple of years to get a scholarship. But uh, those are the kinds of kids, the Dallas Clarks, the Bob Sanders, the Matt Vandenbergs, that Iowa has to find if it's going to be successful. Bethard, 6'2", 215. Uh, good luck. Also a senior, by the way. If you've ever prepped at a place called Battleground Academy, I don't know about you, Gary, but if you if you if you went to Battleground Academy, uh, you're prepared, right? Yeah, that, that's going to get you prepared. Yeah. Well, I told you about my my love for military history, and in particular Civil War history. He's from Franklin, Tennessee, and every time I see him, I, I just say Battle of Franklin, and he he just smiles. He said, "I know all about that battle." He said, "I don't know much about Civil War history, but uh, Franklin, Tennessee was." really where, where the Civil War turned, if you, if you want to get right down on the dirt about it. But he comes from a great high school program. Uh, Tennessee obviously has a ton of great high schools that uh, play football every Friday night. And uh, Iowa uh, lured him. I'm not sure how the heck he found his way to Iowa. We don't get many guys from Tennessee, uh, Jack, but uh, there had to be some connection there with his grandfather, Bobby Bethard, who, as you know, uh, was was a great NFL exec for many years. Sure. Uh, his uh, his uncles played football. One's a coordinator at uh, Illinois State, and, and uh, his mom and dad are just uh, great people. His dad's an award-winning songwriter in Nashville, and it's just a, a down, you know, down-to-earth uh, redneck family that uh, <laughs> loves to loves to play football too, and and sing country music songs. So uh, the Hawks got lucky with him, and, and he's really emerged into a. A leader. I think that's what Kirk Ferentz likes most about him. Before we let you go, uh, set the scene. As you mentioned, there's going to be a, a lot of folks that are making the the trek to Iowa City. You mentioned Kinnick Stadium, just one of the great places to take in college football. Gary, what's the scene uh, going to be like for those that haven't been 
to an Iowa Hawkeyes football game, uh, what they're going to see maybe outside the tailgate spot, uh, how loud, how crazy it's going to get inside. What's game day like uh, in that building? It's probably, uh, you know, I haven't been to every campus. Uh, I've been to them all in the Big Ten, of course, but I haven't been to every uh, great uh, uh, campus in, in, in middle America or in college football. But it, I would rank it certainly in the top. 10 to 15% of game day experiences. First off, it sits uh, right in the middle of the residential area. It, it, uh, it's one of the, you know, built in 1929. Uh, what's unique, the most unique thing about Kinnick Stadium that Bison fans will, will notice, as you know, Jack, most, most football stadiums in the old days were built with uh, six to eight lane uh, tracks around the field. Right. Uh, not Kinnick Stadium. It, it was built with no track. So if you're in the first row, you're 15 feet from the sidelines. You're 15 to 20 feet away from uh, from the sidelines where the players stand. So you are right on top of the action. And that's why it's probably the loudest 70,000-seat stadium in America. And that, that's that's a big part of its character. And they they over the years, they've enclosed it more with suites, and they closed in one end zone and all those wonderful things. So it's even louder. Uh, but it's just right in the middle of the residential area. The, the, the university hospitals have been trying to crowd it out for about 25 years now. And, and the, they thought about building a new one out by Interstate 80 on the West Campus. And that just didn't happen. Bob Bowlesby was not going to move that Kinnick Stadium one inch uh, on his call. And I'm, I'm glad he didn't. But So when you walk out of the stadium, uh, any direction you walk, you're, you're, you're 50 feet from a house a residential neighborhood where people are setting up in everybody else's yards and parking lots and they're just having a great time. Uh, you know, so that's, that is the atmosphere. It's kind of old school, but I can promise you that uh, North Dakota state fans uh, will love the atmosphere. They're, they're going to see a lot of black and gold now. Yeah, and, 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 you know, we like our beer here too. So <laughs> it, it, it can get pretty raucous, but, but there's not a better fan base anywhere. And they are very, very respectful. Uh, of uh, well, and maybe with the exception of Iowa State, <laughs> they're very respectful well, of opposing teams. So you you won't have any issues there. The fans will be great to the uh, to the opposing fans because we love to we love to show off our community. We have uh, about a minute and change left. Uh, Gary Dolphin, what a treat to have Gary on the program today, the voice of Iowa. How much does Gary love uh, Iowa and what he does for the Hawkeyes? This man, ladies and gentlemen, uh, passed up an NFL play-by-play job to remain in Iowa. True story, Gary? Well, it's partially true, Jack. The, the, uh, the, the, it was the, the Bears, it was a very attractive offer, uh, but uh, part, of the, uh, the, part of the deal was I had to give up uh, Iowa basketball. And I said, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. so uh, Steve Alford was here at the time, and he was getting it going. And, and but, I, but I'm, I'm as big a college basketball fan as I am college football. And sure. you know, I grew up in this state. You know, I know all about Iowa and its rich history in both football and basketball. And as much as I would have loved to have been calling uh, NFL games on, on Sunday, uh, it was, it was uh, not enough to, to make me give up uh, 30, 35 basketball games. And so I, I don't, you know, I'm one of those guys. I don't really look back over my shoulder. I've never been worried about the economics of it. Maybe that's a fault of mine, but I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing and I'll, I'll do it a few more years and then somebody else can sit in that chair and I'll, 
I'll sit back and watch the games on Saturday. Gary Dolphin, he'd be just as happy uh, coming up through the Missouri River, maybe settling in the North Unit, talking about Teddy Roosevelt eating some uh, plate of hot beef uh, sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I spent a few nights in Bismarck. I can I can name you some of my favorite watering holes there, as well as Fargo Moorhead, and and I've been to I've been to Little Bighorn twice. I've, I'm trying to retrace every step that Custer made before he met his uh, Waterloo leaving Fort Abraham Lincoln. So I, I can go on and on about the great state of North Dakota, but I, I'm, I'm happy that game's in Iowa City Saturday now. Don't kid, don't kid yourself. <laughs> Gary, you're a good man. Thanks for the time today. Uh, best luck throughout the Big Ten season, by the way. And who knows, maybe, maybe if, if you've got time, we'll have you back on later on in the year. Fair enough? Give me a call anytime, Jack. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, joining us today on the uh, Jack Michael Show. Good man.